0: Freedom, flexibility, tolls, border crossings. These are some of the things that come to mind when we think of road trips. What are some of the things that come to mind for you? We're road trip enthusiasts who love road trips and enjoy screaming it from the sunroofs. But if we're honest, there are things that we don't quite like about road tripping. Surprise! So in this episode, we're breaking down advantages of road tripping and why we love it so much Disadvantages like traffic, tolls, and high fuel prices. But we won't leave you hanging. We'll wrap up with some solutions to overcome those challenges and pain points. Whether you haven't taken a road trip in a while or maybe hesitant, we hope this episode helps set expectations and encourage you to give it a try. Bags packed,
1: mirrors adjusted,
0: GPS set. We're road trip ready. I'm Chris,
1: and I'm Danielle. We're two road trip enthusiasts collectively clocking in hundreds of miles
0: or kilometers a
1: year exploring the U.S. and Canada.
0: Now, if you love discovering new destinations
1: and hidden gems,
0: the best kept secrets locals cherish and ways to make your road trips more enjoyable
1: and affordable,
0: you're in the right place.
1: Time to shift into drive and get you
0: road trip ready.
1: So what are the benefits of road tripping? For me, it's very obvious, the affordability piece. Again, I'm very much into travel and personal finance. So as you get to know me, you'll learn more about that. But 100% affordability, it is so much easier to jump in your car and drive to a destination. Things that you'll be thinking about, of course, is just the wear and tear on your vehicle and making sure that your vehicle is road trip ready. But besides that, you're looking at gas prices as well. But I would say generally, for the most part, if you're doing something like a day trip for the day or a couple hours away, it's just typically an affordable way to get there versus airfare or even the train. I have literally recently spent hundreds of dollars on the train and I'm just like, wait, why is the train as pricey as, you know, airfare these days, right? And then with airfare, you have to drive to the airport, maybe, you know, park your car, which is cost, right? You have to wait online and you spend money at the airport because you're waiting for your, you know, there's just a lot of expenses that go on with air travel and things are getting so much more expensive. So I just feel like the affordability piece makes road trip at the top of my list. I'm sure we'll talk about this a little later, but for me, there's a cap with the amount of time that I will go on a road trip for. Most likely, not an eight hour road trip. Most likely, more than likely, <laughs> I'll probably opt to you know, to uh take the plane at that point. But again, for things that are usually under five hours, I am more likely to just wanna hop in the car and and go. I also think that when it comes to affordability, being able to pack your own food comes in as an advantage because you could pack your own snacks, you can pack your own sandwiches, you can even bring your rice and beans with you if you really truly wanted to. It's so much more affordable and you could manage you can manage your costs when it comes to road tripping. And then like lastly, there's just been a surge in Uh, flight prices, especially during the holidays, especially in the summertime. So it's so much easier for families. Like I'm a family of three plus my dog makes four. So being able to buy three plane tickets can be challenging, right? If you're not travel hacking or if you're not like finding creative ways, if you have to front the entire bill, it just becomes just harder with larger families. So I think my biggest benefit for road tripping is the affordability piece, the financial piece aspect of that. Like I mentioned, we are a family of three plus one. Our doggy makes us a family of four. And our first ever trip that I took with my son was at six months old. And we decided to go on a road trip. And the reason we decided road trip is because, again, it was more accessible. We felt like we had more control over how fast we're going. You know, we had control over being able to stop when we want, being able to just, again, control our environment. It was so much less intimidating. And that road trip was about four hours away. So we could literally, and we did, we literally packed our car to the brim with Every little baby item we could think of was inside of that car. And my gosh, let me tell you, I forgot stuff still. But again, as a new parent, I needed control. Like I needed to be like, I want to make sure my baby is safe and I don't want all these variables. I mean, there's still variables with road tripping, right? But just I felt much more control and it was a lot easier. And my mom was driving at the time. I was in the backseat with my son and I could make sure I could literally just, you know, look at him or just like make sure he's all set and okay. So that actually, because it was like easy to do, it led us to do more road trips with our son as well. So now every summer and this is like two summers now because he's still he's under he's under two. But the last two summers, we've gone to the Adirondacks for our summer family getaway. So I would say a tertiary a third benefit of road trips is that you can create family memories and like family traditions around road trips. You can with flights, of course, and going, you know, further out. But there's something special and something that we really look forward to as a family of like packing the car, putting him in his car seat, and we're going to go to the Adirondacks so I'm really looking forward to next year going to the Adirondacks again. So those are my benefits, I would say, for me. Money, affordability, being able to travel as a young family makes it accessible, and just being able to create these, like, traditions, these new traditions, which I absolutely love. How about you, Chris?
0: Advantages. Oh, my gosh. There's so many of them. Uh, so, yeah, some of the things that you touched upon, for sure. Um, yeah, when when you take a flight yeah you you mentioned all the hassle of you know getting to the airport and all those pieces and i mean even just going through security takes forever as well and so there's all these little pieces um with the trains though um i'm not going to lie i do like taking trains uh maybe it's because uh my mom worked for canadian national railway uh, so um as a child i used to hang around the train yard all the time and as a teenager I worked in the train yard with my mom. So there's something about trains that I absolutely love. So when I, I think in Europe, taking a train does make sense because the train can get you everywhere. Um, some places in Europe, it's cheaper. Some places it's more expensive, uh, here for us specifically in North America, I find trains tend to be a lot more expensive and they don't necessarily get you to every nooks and nook and cranny of, of the countries. When you go on those tours with people, you know, there's things that you, you know, you're walking with this tour group and then you look down this alleyway and you're like, well, what's down there? And then, then the tour guide is like, we're going this way. And then you're like, well, but I want to see what's down there. And then you just got to kind of go with that. Right. You're whistling past all these little cities and towns and things that are unique because the train essentially is to get you from A to B and that's it. So you miss all these things. And it's those things that you're missing that you could only do if you're in a car. Right. And, and those are the real hidden gems of road tripping for me. So it actually doesn't even matter if it's a day trip or if it's a weekend getaway or if it's your classic seven day road trip, even on a day trip, going someplace that is 90 minutes away from that for me, it's Toronto is because that's the capital city. Um, there's always these little things that you can just stop off at and, you know, stay there for an hour. It could be a restaurant. It could be, um, you know, a, a unique sculpture or it could be a waterfall or it could even be, you know, a farm or something that, you know, offers, allows you to pick your own fruits and vegetables. Just little small things like that, that you can stop off and pick up some things along the way. Um, right up until like weekend getaways, if you're taking a four hour drive, you're going to pass through these little small towns along the way. So a perfect example would be if we go from, uh, Toronto to let's say Montreal, uh, you're going to pass by, you know, Cornwall, Brockville, Belleville, um, Prince Edward County, um, uh, Kingston. And, you know, some of these places like Prince Edward County is like a real, really well-known wine region in our province. So, you know, you pass through there, do a couple of wine tours, pick up some wine, continue along your way. So if I took a train from Toronto to Montreal, I'm missing all of that. Right. Whereas if I'm driving, I get to pop into these little things and take a break, stretch my legs, maybe see some nature, maybe take a little. 30 minute hike, you know, um, these little pieces that help to make the road trip more enjoyable. Those are the kind of things for me that I love about taking road trips. In addition to everything that you said, you control your food, you control, you know, you can control the gas, you can control, make sure your car is in tip top condition. Um, Truth be told, my car is absolutely brutal on gas. Uh, Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But, um, you know, these little things like controlling your food, controlling how much you want to drive, controlling, you know, all those things that really help to make the road trip comfortable. The things that you pack, the games, the music, um, all those sorts of things are things that you can control. Uh, so to add to your point, being in control of all those pieces make the road trip more enjoyable. But for me, honestly, it, it really is those hidden gems. And those are the things that really define the destination, as we mentioned in episode one. And that's what I love about taking road trips. I'm pretty sure I'm missing stuff, but right now that's where I'm at. <laughs>
1: I love that. You know, like when I had a full-time job, I think road trips was also a great opportunity because we have to be back to work at a specific time. So if you have a, either a demanding job or you have to be certain places at certain times, then a road trip can be something that is an option for you. I also feel like a lot of times when we think of road trips, we think of these huge cross-country extravaganzas, right? Like, And throughout this podcast, I hope that people can see that there are various different types of road trips. And I feel like, Chris, we need to do another episode on this because there's day adventures, right? There is let's go spend the day. There is let's spend the weekend. Let's spend a long weekend. There's let's go across or halfway across the country or let's go to another country, right? So there's just so many different varieties of what road trips look like. And I feel like a lot of times we feel like it must be packing an RV and going across the country or you know, across the world with this RV and it doesn't have to be that way. So I think the time obligation also is, is big. And you kind of hammered this in about control. I love the fact that you can control your environment. You can control, do I rent a car versus bring my own car? You can control, you know, what you pack and how you feel comfortable. You can control so many different aspects which oftentimes in other modes of transportation, that's also not um, applicable. Chris, talk to us about, like, freedom. I know that freedom is kind of similar to those hidden gems that you talked about earlier.
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. Freedom for me is, I mean, I don't know. Like, like I get goosebumps just even thinking about it. Like, there's something about the open road that I just I just love. I don't know how to explain. Like, just an open road and you are just heading sometimes i don't even care where i'm going um but road tripping for me when i'm when i get in the car just allows me um you know to just think about things to analyze stuff sometimes if i want to work stuff out in my brain the first thing i'll do is i'll just jump in the car and i'll just drive somewhere because that's the best way to just sort stuff out for myself so there's just that freedom of just knowing that anytime I could just jump in the car and just go wherever I want to go. And nothing, absolutely nothing beats that. If, you know, if I'm craving um, these blueberries that I picked in this little town called Woodstock in Ontario, then I can just jump in the car and drive there and go pick more blueberries, really. You know, it's just those kind of things where um, that I find is just, it's just valuable for me. So freedom is you have, you can go wherever you want to go and you can do wherever do whatever you want to do. And just to piggyback on what you said earlier, um, I did a survey, uh, because as you guys know, I run road trip Ontario and we have a very active Facebook group. And I did a survey in that group. And I just asked them, what type of road trips do you like? What length of road trips do you prefer? Um, and what do you like to do along the road trip? And the answers that I got back were actually interesting. So majority of the people in the group actually prefer weekend getaways as opposed to those seven day road trips that we think of as in classic road trips. So the average people in my group, um, actually prefer weekend getaways followed by day trips, actually. So those are perfect reasons to get in the car and just go somewhere. Um, The other thing that they actually mentioned is that they prefer an average driving time of between four to six hours if they're going to be, you know, per day. So that means that ain't nobody's really traveling for eight hours straight. People prefer, you know, a shorter amount of time. And then if they need to bunk up in an accommodation, then they will before they continue. Which brings home the point that I said before, if you're going from one place to another place, you're passing by all these little small places anyways. No, just make it a pit stop. Spend the night if you need to. Make sure you're refreshed, whatever it is. Um, And the other thing that they said uh, that they really enjoy is actually checking things out. They're not the kind of people really to go from point A to point B. They like going and exploring things and seeing stuff and learning about this new thing or discovering this cool, uh, cute little trail that takes you to see some magnificent waterfall that's off the beaten path. Um, they really like the off the beaten path, hitting gems kind of thing. And all that ties back in to freedom because, you know, if you're on a train or if you're on a plane, there's no way you're just flying over or choo chooing past everything that. You know, your freedom is taken away. So with, you know, with freedom, you are now allowed to explore those hidden gems. You're now allowed to go see this magnificent waterfall that you can only access from off the highway. So uh, that's what freedom is for me. From those little things like hidden gems to well, the feeling of the open road. Um, if Gordana, my partner, if she's not with me, then I can literally turn the music on full blast and just pretend like I can sing even though I know that I can't, right? But I can scream at the top of my lungs. People driving by me probably think that something's wrong with me and they probably will either speed up or slow down. because They don't want to be around me. But you could just, you have the freedom to scream, to sing, or just to be quiet and just to think or listen to a great podcast like Road Trip Ready while you're driving to your next destination. That's freedom for me. Um, what about you?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It can be just kind of therapeutic for you to relax and unwind or to have those conversations with your partner or, you know, with your friends and like bonding time. So I love all of those things. And I think this is a good point for us to jump into the pain points. I think it's important for us to be transparent and honest because things are not always rosy and amazing. (laughs) I know after typically after three, four hours, I'm getting physically tired and it's harder for me to keep concentration, it's harder for me to stay focused and I'm thinking about ooh a nap or ooh let me just like you know sit here for a while and like kind of find a pit stop but I think sometimes when it comes to the pit stops is that the pit stops deter you from getting to your final destination. So you're maybe sometimes trying to power through your feelings and what your body's telling you because you're just trying to get to that destination. So the fatigue and the delays that happen as a result of taking frequent breaks can be something that is just a drawback. Um, The traffic. I know, Chris, you have your own in in Canada. There's your own. You have your own things. And we'll talk about that in a second. But traffic can really put you back. A lot of times when a road trip, you're like, it's going to take me the GPS says two and a half hours, and then it takes you four hours. That's one of the things I dislike about it. It's definitely a drawback is that you can't always anticipate the time that you're going to get there. Especially for me as a travel creator, a lot of times I'm supposed to get to a place at a certain time when I'm leaving my house, and then I have to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know? So because you just, again, there's so much unpredictability and how one thing can set you back so what's what's like canada like when it comes to traffic is that is it does it not exist or does no, it
0: not exist? traffic traffic is primarily a toronto thing and um so we have a saying here in toronto uh that it takes an hour to get from toronto to toronto in any direction so um for, <laughs> it's weird but a big part of 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 our time frame of, of going to another destination is literally just getting out of the city. <laughs> like, so there's like a good hour of you just still being in Toronto and you haven't even gotten on the highway yet to get to your actual destination. That's a very real Toronto thing. And there's reasons for that. You know, we got construction going on. We got, you know, uh, traffic, we got, you know, every street has a bike lane now. So it's just, um, you know, it's, it's a nightmare just getting out of the city. Um, but the reward is that once you get out of the city, you get onto that open road, then you feel like, okay, whew, finally. Um, but yeah, even the highways can be jammed. Uh, but once you get out into the urban rural areas then the highway starts to calm down and, and, and it's okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that's life in Toronto. I mean, I don't, I, mm-hmm. there's nothing else. I can't defend anything that's going on in our city right now in terms of traffic and construction. They actually say, Construction is actually its own season. So I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> um, that's how bad that is.
1: <laughs> Any other disadvantages, especially from a Canadian? And, and for listeners who may not know this, I'm an American based in the U.S., based in Connecticut, in New England. And Chris is over in Toronto and Canada. So that's one of the reasons I love this show, too, is that we get like, the scoop from both sides right because oftentimes i think oftentimes you would hear just the american side
0: oh absolutely oh for sure um so obviously the most obvious thing in canada is going to be the weather um we're a lot further north so therefore um, not even really toronto specifically but once you start getting really up north um You start to get, you could, at any moment, you could have like a snowfall or something that just shuts down the roads. So the further north that you are, the less highways that you have and the less options that you have. So um, that could be a problem. So, uh, you know, you could just be driving along, tickety-booed, and all of a sudden you're hit, you're stuck in traffic now. It could be there's an accident or it could be because there's like a major snowfall. In certain parts of Ontario, they will quite literally shut down the road for for like however long it takes because it's just it can be really bad There's certain parts of ontario that have um really big snow squalls so you know in a couple of hours you can have like an entire area that's just completely screwed because of the snow um another problem with northern ontario specifically is that gas stations are few and far between so one of the suggestions that we always recommend Every time you come to a gas station, just fill up. It doesn't even matter if you are at a quarter at quarter full or anything like that. Just fill it back up to the top. You don't know when your next gas station is going to be. So those are some of the pain points in terms of, you know, traveling up here in the north. Um, another uh, issue for me, um, specifically is the type of vehicle that you're driving. Uh, That is a huge pain point because for me personally, um, I used to think that I didn't like road trips until I started driving other cars besides my own. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, actually, I don't mind road trips. This is fantastic. So I own a Jeep Wrangler. And Jeep Wrangler, of course, like I look cool in a Jeep Wrangler. I'm not even going to lie. When I take the top off and everything and dreads are blowing in the wind, you know, I look cool in a Jeep. I'm not even going to lie, but um, Jeeps are ridiculously uncomfortable because they're really off-roading. They're more rugged. They're more rough and tough like that. I can't sit in the Jeep for more than an hour. So by the time I got out of the city because of the traffic, I already want to get out the Jeep and start walking around. So um, so my vehicle is ridiculously, ridiculously uncomfortable, and that's a huge pain point. The other pain point with my Jeep, of course, is that it's absolutely brutal with gas when it comes to gas. Um, I mean, it it burns through gas like you wouldn't believe. It's like constantly hungry for gas. So that is a massive pain point when it comes to budget and when it comes to saving money. Um, I can't even begin to explain how bad that actually is when it comes to saving money. It's really bad when it comes to gas. So what we do sometimes is, I mean, uh Gordana and I my partner we're actually looking at other vehicles and it pains me to have to look at other vehicles cuz I love my Jeep but we're actually looking at vehicles that are more fuel efficient and that's something to consider but worst case scenario something else that we've done is we would just rent a car it might cost a couple hundred dollars more but honestly um when you have like a newer type of vehicle not only is it more comfortable not only is the GPS better and those types of things um, It's actually more fuel efficient. So you find yourself not putting in as much gas as you would with your own personal vehicle. It's also good because it saves on wear and tear on your own vehicle. So that's also uh, something to consider is just rent a car. And for those who don't actually have a car, then you could just rent a car. And renting a car, I mean, the cars that you can rent now are just they're much more comfortable. They're, you know, fuel efficient, as I said. Um, you know, so sometimes that's just a better option to solve that problem. Um, the other thing that I found since we just mentioned that we are, you know, from Canada and the U.S. is crossing the border sometimes can be a pain in the butt. Um, now we don't really have tolls. We have one toll highway here, uh, in Ontario and only people that have a business tend to use it. Everyone else stays off it because they just don't want to spend the money. Um, I know that in the U S tolls are more of a thing, so I'll let you speak on that. But what I can say is just sometimes when you're crossing the border, that could be a nightmare because sometimes you got to wait in line. There's, there's situations where you get to the border and you just pass through easy peasy, no one, no problem. And then other times for some reason it's backed up for like another 40 minutes or something like that. So crossing the border between our countries can be a little bit of a pain. Um, but for you, it's, it's, it's tolls cause you guys have tolls, and that's its own sort of nightmare.
1: Okay, so I knew we have tolls, right? Because I am from originally from New York, and New York has tolls everywhere. So it's quite common. And if you're talking about New York City itself, those tolls are so expensive. So get your money out. But recently, last year, we really wanted to go to Disney. And for those who don't know me, My family, we are big Disney people, so we go to Disney at least once a year, especially now with the little one. But before that, we would do it like two times a year. We really wanted to go to Disney in April, you know, Easter time, and the flights were ridiculously expensive. So we were like, you know what? Let's just go on a road trip, our first cross-country road trip. And we were like so excited about it because neither of us, my husband and, and I, we never been on a cross-country road trip. I did not realize how many tolls are there across the country. Every state has their own toll system. It's scattered. It's disorganized. It's different amounts. And I didn't even know that there were toll apps. So I wish I would have had a toll app so that I could be aware of what's coming, how much to budget for, la, 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 la. I did not know about that. So it wasn't as bad like actually leaving um, our home state of Connecticut and driving down to Florida, but coming back up and going through like the Northeast, like going from New Jersey to New York to Connecticut, those tolls added up. And for sometimes we missed the tolls and we're like, oh shoot, we missed it, or like, you know, whatever the instructions were, we didn't get to do it. So when I came back home, I had so much toll bills stacked up. And guess what? They would add fees to the bill. Like it wasn't that I was late or anything like that. It was just like this is a fee that you got that you have. So we were paying an additional $50 sometimes on a five-dollar toll. I would say Definitely do your research. And there are toll apps out there and be aware that they exist. And the U.S., our toll system is just so scattered, disorganized. And the amount of money that you're spending, um, even on like, you know how they tell you, oh, it's easy. Not I wouldn't say easy pass, but I would say like the fast lane or whatever. It's like, you don't need to actually give us cash at the toll because we will bill you later it's just really hard to keep track of, especially on the longer, longer trips. So just be aware of the U.S. toll system. Funny enough, in the state of Connecticut, where I live, there's no tolls. We're a toll-free state. So when I'm moving around the state, I don't have to worry about tolls. But if I just jump over to New York, okay, your your pockets got to be ready. So just something, you know, like I said, there's pros. We have amazing things we love about road trips, but there are drawbacks. There's realities that we have to face. And I know if you're going to be driving Chris to the U.S. and you got to get hit a toll, you're going to be hit with these con- with these conversion fees. So
0: I was just going to add. I was just going to add to that. Um, just for my Canadian friends, just so you know that you are not exempt from the tolls because they got access to your information. It doesn't matter which license plate it is because I was going through when I was going to Rochester, um, I had to go through a toll because it's New York State. uh, And I just I don't know. I drove through something and I was like, I don't know. Like, I think that's a toll, but whatever. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I have an Ontario license plate, so they probably won't be able to send me anything anyways. (laughs) 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 Okay, so in the mail. Yep. Sure enough. Here comes the toll. Like, so it doesn't matter. Like, even if you are not from the States, they will still send it to you. Now, because I was only in one state, um, they do have, what I discovered is that you can't, they do have an app for it, for New York State, I think specifically, and you can, if you subscribe to that app or something like that, if you pay some kind of monthly fee or something like that, then it knocks your toll price down. So just, I mean, I don't know, if you're making regular trips over there, then maybe that might be helpful. I'm not sure if every state has their own app or if it's just like, can you get some general app for all of the U.S.? I'm just not sure. But I think the best way to save yourself any stress from that is just to budget for it. I find that if you budget for it, then it's to be expected and it's not a surprise. Um, I think that's probably the best solution for me. But I haven't done any cross road trip stuff across the states yet. Um, but I do plan on obviously. Um, so right now, because of road trip Ontario, I've just been visiting, like I would go to Buffalo and, you know, you cross the border. I go into Buffalo and Buffalo, that I'm just staying in Buffalo. I'm not going anywhere. So there's no, you know, fees. So it's just interesting. But once I went from Buffalo to Rochester, then all of a sudden there's a toll. So I'm like, I, I, I don't understand. So, you know, it is what it is, but yeah. I just wanted to point out that Canada is not exempt. They can still read your license plate and will gladly send you a bill. So I'm just
1: saying. Better come with that check, right? Like there's no skimping out, you know, no skipping out on those tolls. So, alrighty, That is all that we have for this episode. We hope that it offers you not only the advantages to get you road trip ready and get you eager to go out the door, but also talk about some of those drawbacks. Because let's be honest. It's not always fun on a road trip and there's things for us to kind of keep in mind. So thank you so much for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. We hope this episode motivates you and helps you to consider road trips in the near future.
0: Join us in the next episode. We will be taking you to Rochester. I love that city. And there's a bunch of things that we uh, are exploring in Rochester. So we can't wait to share some of that stuff with you. So stay tuned.
1: And if you haven't already, be sure to follow the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Road Trip Ready for lots more to come. We'll see you all in the next episode.